News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. News Talk 1070 KHMO presents On the Mark with Mark Hespin. On the Mark is powered by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area at 221 North 36th Street, Quincy. Faith, family, and giving back. That's Cunis Country. And now, here's Mark Hespin. Good morning, Tri-States, and wherever you may be listening on the News Talk 1070 KHMO app. I am Mark Hespin. This is On the Mark, and we are brought to you by the amazing people at Cunis Country and their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. I'll talk a little bit later on the show about they, they're doing an amazing deal right now with trade-ins. Uh, go over and see uh, Jason Buxman and the guys at 221 North 36th Street in Quincy. Or just go to CunisQuincy.com. This is episode 47 of On the Mark, and I am titling this episode, Sports Are Back. <laughs> now, I know it's it's mean to say to the MLS, Golf, and NASCAR. I know it is mean. Um, and and, I, and I, trust me, you guys know if you've been listening over the past couple of weeks, I've, I've talked a lot of NASCAR, talked some golf. I've been watching a lot of both. Uh, sorry, MLS, uh, you have not got my eyeballs. There's a lot of good stuff on Netflix still. I, you know, how do I, how do I justify the MLS? But anyways, uh, sports are, uh, it feels so back, right? They feel just here. It's a good feeling. And obviously, uh, we are not deaf to the fact that there's still so much going on in this country that's way more important than sports being back. Uh, with the massive spread of the coronavirus in this hot spots across the United States, the debate rages on with schools coming so close to reopening. Uh, and obviously, uh, still the importance of the Black Lives Matter movement going on in this country. We see that in the NBA. Uh, obviously, we saw it uh, in the MLB opening night. Uh, I loved, I loved, loved, loved how the MLB and teams have handled this. Love seeing the uh, peaceful demonstrations and support. Uh, absolutely all in on that. And, uh, and, and, and so there, there's still so much going on, but th- this is a sports show and, uh, there is real sports to talk about. And that is an exciting thing that my blood is just <laughs> coursing through my veins and my Cubs are one and oh. Yeah! So excited. All right, let's focus in. Uh, if you listen to the show, you know, as always, we start with uh, Hespin Headlines 1 and 2. Uh, and, and, and there are two major things that are happen besides box scores. And, and I'm never going to be the guy who breaks down the box score, right? That There's always the larger story to each game, each series, each moment, than just I'm not going to sit here and read to you that, Chris Bryant was 0 for 4 and blah, blah, blah. We're not going to get to that. We got a lot to get to today. Uh, later on in the show, there are so many stories. We will talk about uh, Kansas City Chiefs guard Laurent Duvernay-Tardif. Uh, we will talk about Yachty Molina making history. We'll talk about a, 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 a woman in baseball making history that you don't. You should learn her name. I will tell you her name. Mike Tyson. Uh, we will talk about. Uh, we will uh, break down uh, some overreaction to the Cubs and Cardinals being one and zero. But let's get started with Hespin headline number one, shall we? Hespin's headlines on the mark. The Ma- Major League Baseball, right there at the at the at the literal. 11th hour sneaks in something really massive. 
As we're all getting ready for, for Nationals, the World Series champs, and the Yankees, the juggernaut of the New York Yankees, first pitch, they slide in right there like 10 minutes for first pitch. Oh, and by the way, uh, we're expanding the MLB playoffs to 16 teams. And, uh, yes, okay, man. Good luck. Have fun. Baseball's back. Wait, hold up. What? Wait, what? What'd you say? 16 teams now will be in the MLB playoffs. Uh, I wrote an article, and you can find it right now on KHMO.com. Just go to KHMORadio.com or the KHMO app uh, and uh, g- give me my thoughts. And I want to talk about this. I think it's extraordinarily important. First off, A, let me read you from ESPN uh, the ex- how this is breaking down. And then once we get that and we can get into the particulars of what it means for these teams. So listen to this. According to ESPN and Major League Baseball, not only will the division winners, right, so the AL Central, NL Central, all the division winners, the six that they're all making the playoffs, uh, those six teams, but then – all the second-place teams in each of the six divisions will qualify the playoffs as well. So, as long as you finish in the top two of your division, the AL Central, the NL Central, the AL West, the NL West, as long as you're in the top two, you're in. And then you will be seeded by record. Obviously, the division winners will get seeds one uh, through six. Okay. Right? It makes sense. They're division winners. And then through seeding, obviously, of hierarchy, still want the best records to get the one seed in the NL, blah, blah, blah. But then the second-place finisher with the best record gets the four seed, obviously, in that in that in in the NL or the AL. And then five seed to the, you know, six seed, so on and so forth. So then now you have seeds one through six in each the AL and the NL. But then... The seventh and eighth team playoffs, the wild card teams, will just be then the next two teams with the highest record. So you could feasibly have four teams from one division make the playoffs. You could, it could feasibly happen that way. The first round of the playoffs is still scheduled for September 29th to October 2nd. It will be four three-game series in each league with all games played at the higher seeds home stadium. This is not going to be any fans. The rest of the rounds will be their customary length. Two division series are each going to be five games, while the American League and National League Championships and the World Series will be seven-game series. So how awesome is this going to be? Now, if you don't know and you're a casual baseball fan, there are 30 MLB teams. 16 teams are going to make the playoffs. So half of the Major League Baseball teams are going to make the playoffs in this 60-game sprint. And this is really what the MLB is doing right now is they're covering their butts. The MLB knows this is going to be an asterisk. They know this is going to be an asterisk series, no matter what happens. But the last thing they want is to for the for COVID to create such an asterisk where this ends up being kind of a, a joke, right? Remember just a couple months ago when the Toronto Raptors beat 
That's over a year ago now. Beat the Golden State Warriors for the NBA championship, right? Toronto deserves credit for getting to the finals. We didn't we didn't discredit them for getting to the finals, right? That was a good team with a great superstar player and a and a really good ascending number two on that Toronto Raptors team in Pascal Siakam and obviously Kawhi Leonard. But we all know that the Warriors injuries were a large reason why the Toronto Raptors won the world championship, right? So the MLB is doing is they're covering their butts. They're saying, hey, listen, listen, listen. Even if uh, there is a, and God forbid, knock on wood, and we would never wish this upon any, but even if there is an outbreak of COVID on one of these teams, say like, oh, I don't know, the Yankees or the Dodgers, (laughs) the two teams that look really good and have the rosters that on paper should be in the World Series. Say, for example, they have a, a, a small COVID outbreak and they have to, a large portion of the core of their team has to miss a couple weeks. And if you miss two weeks in today's, in this 60 game sprint, you are missing a third of the season almost. It's an incredible amount of games. The MLB wants to make sure they still can have the teams that should be in the playoffs be in the playoffs, right? So feasibly, I mean, as you start to look at the amount of teams, and I'm going to focus in now on the importance of obviously the NL Central. This this is huge for the NL Central because the NL Central is a loaded division where I I could argue four teams from the NL Central are all good enough to win it and should all arguably be playoff teams if they play up to their caliber. If the Reds, the Cardinals, the Cubs, and the Brewers, and the Pirates looked decent last night, that'd be a better showing than I than I expected from the from the Pirates. Certainly not in a win now mode. No one's talking about the Pirates' window right now, but the Cubs are in a window. The Cardinals, a playoff team last year, expected to be there again. The Brewers uh, certainly in a window with a, when you have Yelich and a, and a superstar like that. Uh, they had a run. Uh, and then obviously the Reds, who improved dramatically this offseason and are trying to uh, compete and uh, and make a playoff run. You have four teams. So as, as you expand the playoffs and why the MLB did this, I, I, do, I think the larger overall reason the MLB expand the playoffs is obviously they're covering their butts, right? It's going to be an asterisk season. We all know that. Asterisk, 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 fine. But that doesn't mean that they don't want to see the Yankees – the Red Sox, the Dodgers, the Cubs, the Cardinals, they want these teams in the playoffs. They need the ratings. They need that money. Okay, money is driving everything. We'll talk later in the show about why the uh, preseason is canceled. Money is driving everything right now. It's everything So uh, in sports. So... If baseball can cover their butt by simply saying, you know what? It's a weird year. It's a weird 60 game sprint. We're going to let 16 teams in. You got a 50% chance of making the playoffs. So all the teams that should make the playoffs should make the playoffs. No. And there's going to be some teams out there who are saying to themselves, wait a minute. You know what? We maybe didn't think we could compete this year if it was a normal 162 game COVID never happened. But hey, why not? Let's try and fight scrap and we got a chance to upset someone and get in the playoffs. And on the converse side of that, as a Cubs fan this morning and as all you Cardinals fans out there listening, the pressure is on. 
the pressure is on even more so for the teams like the Cubs and the Cardinals who expect to be in the playoffs, who expect to win the Central. Oh, you got to make the playoffs now. The only excuse you have to not make the playoffs would be a, a, a catastrophic COVID outbreak. And again, God forbid, knock on wood, we're not wishing that. Be horrific for any of these teams in any of these sports. For anyone in general, any human being in general. My best friend's dad is currently uh, in an ICU with COVID. It's horrific. It is pure evil, the virus. And so as we put that into context of also understanding that the MLB has, they're trying to cover their butts. They need the major brands to make the playoffs. They need Cubs viewing. They need Cardinal viewership. They need Dodger viewership. They need Yankee and Red Sox viewership. They need these teams in the playoffs. So they can they can salvage as much money as possible. So that's 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 the story behind the story. The MLB is adding sixteen teams. They're adding all these teams, sixteen team playoff, right? And uh, they're doing it because they're trying to cover their butts. But it also conversely puts the pressure on the teams like my Cubbies and your Cardinals. You got to make the playoffs. There is zero excuse for you to tell me, Chicago Cubs. St. Louis Cardinals, that you're not one of the eight best teams? You're not one of the top eight teams in the NL? Oh, you better be. You better be. Finish one or two in the division. That's all you got to do. That's going to make the race even so much more interesting and so much more fascinating. Kudos to baseball. These are all must-watch games now. Your your team is in it until the last week, most likely. And that is just going to be fascinating. So much urgency. Kudos to baseball. Well done. All right, let's move on. Hespin headline number two. Hespin's headlines on the mark. The NBA bubble is off and running and working brilliantly. I don't know how much of you have seen any of the uh, scrimmage footage as they're doing these scrimmage games, these warm-up scrimmages before the official play-in and seeding games get going uh, on Thursday. So again, like I did last Thursday when I talked about baseball and my little prediction before it actually gets going, we're going to do this now. NBA, next week when I talk to you on episode 48 of On the Mark, basketball will be underway. So the bubble is working. We know that. Uh, there are no positive tests. They are really serious and strict about this. Guys like Zion Williamson, who left the bubble for a family emergency, coming back to the bubble, will have to quarantine, uh, do all the positive testing, make sure he passed all his tests before he can get back and actually interact with his teammates. They're doing this really, really well. It's working. And it's great to see. But let's not be overwhelmed. We have a lot of teams in this bubble, right? 22 teams. There's a lot of teams. A lot of players, and there's a lot of junk. So I am going to break down into tiers for you right now. There are three tiers that matter. There are the title contenders. That's tier one. There is the interesting to watch, could make a run, and have a lot at stake. That's tier two. And then there's tier three. That don't matter. They are filler Seed fillers, thanks for showing up. Some of them could be contenders next year or in the years to come. But this year, 
Not interested. Zero point zero interest. So let's start with tier three. Get them out of the way. These are teams that, for whatever reason, I'll take a second to explain quickly. Uh, but they, they don't matter in the long run if they're not going to win a title, and they I fully do not expect them to make a deep run, or even, or even honestly, their their performance in this bubble doesn't really matter to the long term of what they're building or not building. Uh, number one, Washington, the Wizards. Uh, Bradley Beal ain't there. John Wall still ain't there. Pfft, no reason to talk about him. Orlando. This is nice. Orlando getting in. I mean, they are the eighth seed right now in the in the East. If they can make a playoff run, good for them. They're trying to build a core as fun, but they, they can't win anything. Brooklyn. No KD. No Kyrie. No DeAndre Jordan. Don't, don't care. I can't wait to watch Brooklyn next year. This year, Brooklyn. Don't care. Indiana. Again, missing their players. Uh, Oladipo. I want to see him with Sabonis and those guys. Miles Turner all healthy in a full season. Interested, they could be in tier two if this was a, a no COVID circumstances and everyone healthy. Phoenix number three again. The the fun story would be if Phoenix can make a playoff push with Aiton, uh, with Devin Booker and the young players they're trying to put together and build a core. But they're they're not going anywhere. Uh, the best storyline for them would be could they make a playoffs? Spurs again. Uh, no threat to win anything. No threat to go deep. The only thing the Spurs that's interesting is obviously getting to watch Becky Hammond do some coaching. Uh, it's fascinating. I love this. I can't wait till she gets to run a team uh, and an NBA franchise. Hopefully my Bulls. I'd be all for giving her a, sh- a chance to uh, to lead an organization. Uh, but can they keep the streak alive of, of, of the 20 consecutive playoff appearances? Because they're on the outside looking in right now. Kings? Yeah, not, not interested. Who cares? Memphis, I love watching Ja Morant. Can Ja lead this team and this young core surprise into the playoffs? That's kind of fun, but again, not going to do anything. And then the one team in Tier 3 that you'd, you'd say, Mark, are you crazy? Utah. They are the four seed right now in the West, but they're missing a couple pieces from injuries. And they're not even fascinating. I like Donovan Mitchell, but this team is boring. And, and maybe they could win a first round series, but let's be real. They're not, they're not making real damage. And, and again, their performance in this bubble doesn't affect their long term health and growth. So that's tier three. Forget them. Tier two in the NBA bubble. These are teams that I can make a case. I can't wait to watch. They have a lot riding on it. And some of these teams you could argue should be in Tier 1. Uh, so number one, the number one team in Tier 2 that's fascinating to me is New Orleans, obviously. Zion, 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 Zion. He's back in the bubble. Thank goodness we're going to get to watch Zion, even if it's only the couple games and he can't get the Pelicans into the playoffs. Who cares? I want to watch Zion. Uh, number two, Portland. Uh, obviously, two superstars in McCullum and uh, and uh, Damian Lillard, who I would argue you could put as, as the top two three-point guard in the league. I love Damian Lillard. Can Portland get in? They are on the outside looking in. Can they make a run? And then can they make a little noise? When you have two superstars, can you make some noise in a playoff run? Dallas. Luka. Luka, Luka, Luka. Yeah, I mean, just as fascinating almost as Zion. I love watching Luka play. He, this kid is the future of one of the one of the futures of the NBA, uh, him and Kristaps, they're in. Can they stay in? Can they make a run? Can they make noise? Fascinating to watch. OKC, 
it's interesting. I mean, this is really more a Chris Paul story. You forget about Chris Paul being on OKC. Uh, they are actually the fifth seed right now. Uh, can they move up? I would love to watch an OKC versus Houston first round. Uh, and that leads me into, again, Houston. Houston has the most riding on it. And let's, let's be very clear. They have the most riding of any team, I would argue, in any of these tiers. Because this Houston team could be ready for a blow-up, a new GM, the Harden-Westbrook experiment. I mean, talk about two superstars. Can they work together? What can they do? I fully expect them uh, to uh, to explode, and I can't wait to watch it. I'm, I'm fascinated by Houston. Uh, the other team, I'd argue, the Eastern, the Eastern Conference version of Houston is the Philadelphia 76ers. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. These guys should be making an Eastern Conference Finals run. They should be in the Eastern Conference Finals. They should be better than the sixth seed in the East. They're not. Why? It's fascinating to watch. Miami? Uh, you know, I, I love Jimmy Butler. I like what Miami's doing. I, I don't think Miami's performance will affect the future of what Miami does. I think Miami could attract more superstars. And this could be a real, they could be a team that's a real pain in the thorn side for Boston and Milwaukee and Philadelphia right there with them for the years to come. Kind of like the Bulls teams were with Derrick Rose, Joe Kim Noah. How they just annoyed the heck out of LeBron and the and Boston and the top tier teams for in the East for like three years straight. I think this Miami team is is that. And then Toronto. I mean Toronto, I get it. I get it. Toronto, they got the second best record. Should they be a title contender? I don't think they are. They're fun to watch. They're gonna make noise. And then and then finally uh Denver. Denver is the Toronto of the West. Again I should give them more credit, right? They're the three seed. They should be in the title contenders. They're not because they can't win a title. But I can't wait to see Skinny Jokovic and see what they do. So you go, that's tier two. And then finally, tier one, I'm not going to spend too much time on it. It's it's simple. These are the four teams that, in my opinion, one of these four teams will be holding the title. My prediction is the Lakers will be. I'm going to ride with LeBron. I'm going to ride with Anthony Davis. I can't wait to see them work together. I know that the Clippers have better depth. I know that Milwaukee has the length and the depth. But I am just going to give it to LeBron. I can't wait to watch it. I, I when When all else is weird... I can trust LeBron. But Milwaukee, Boston, Lakers, and Clippers, one of those four teams is going to be holding the championship. And I'll tell you right now, if Milwaukee's holding the championship, that's massive for the NBA and the future of the NBA. Giannis gets an, a championship, an, an NBA Finals MVP. Boston, I think also, if they're holding the title, I think you're going to see uh, – uh, Jason Tatum, uh, maybe the next kind of Kawhi Leonard, young – superstar in a system and the uh, Boston could be the next uh, San Antonio Spurs and then obviously the Lakers LeBron the AD story and the Clippers I mean the Clippers are the best team they're the favorites they should be I'm going to take the Lakers but one of those four teams will win the NBA championship so there you go that's my NBA bubble playoff predictions forget about tier three tier two is going to be fun and fascinating to watch tier three uh, tier one uh, they're, they're the only four teams that can actually win the NBA title. When we come back, box score overreaction. It is overreaction Saturday. The Cards are 1-0. The Cubs are 1-0. Let's overreact, shall we, to what we see from both of them. 
We're live. We're local. It's On the Mark, brought to you by Cunis Country. Go to CunisQuincy.com on Newstalk 1070 KHMO. Introducing Peacock. What? You are going to be a grandfather. That's great. <laughs> You're going to be a wonderful mom. And I can't wait to be a grandpa. Not too long ago, moments like this with my daughter would have been a challenge. It was a long road for me to find myself again after Vietnam. I struggled to connect with almost everyone and preferred being alone. It was my neighbor Jim, another Vietnam veteran, who finally convinced me that I could still connect with my family and find that fulfilling life I'd lost. In fact, I called Jim first with the news about my granddaughter, Lizzie. Hey, Jim, I'm going to be a grandfather. Congratulations, Dave. Hey, let's get together and celebrate. Well, as long as you're not grilling. My pride was my armor, but I didn't know it then. I couldn't put it into words. I was sad, was scared, I felt alone. I didn't know how to reach out, so I hid behind anger and silence. But then I decided to listen to Jim and I went for help down at the VA. If I can take that first step after almost 50 years, I know other veterans can too. Visit maketheconnection.net to find out more. Michael Savage, a host like no other. And let's say you're reading my book or another book and someone sees it, let's say a left-wing waiter, and they treat a bunch of mob friends to come in and harass you. Like a Nazi Germany reports it to the Gestapo. The restaurant has now permitted the mobs to attack you. I am going to defend myself as you must defend yourself. They have declared war. It's anarchy and means we all have to defend ourselves, doesn't it? Michael Savage, a host like no other. The Savage Nation weeknights on KHMO and KHMORadio.com. KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and uh, also on the KHMO app. On the Mark is brought to you by the great people at Cunis Country Honda Hyundai, your number one Honda and Hyundai dealer in the tri-state area. 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, across in the Village Inn. I got an email from General Manager at Cunis Country, Jason Buxman, just this morning, saying that he wanted me to let everyone know if he's dead serious. They're paying two to five thousand dollars over the Kelly Blue Book value on trade-ins. They are doing amazing deals on trade-ins because they can't go to auction to get cars. They want to reinvest in you all the people who have been with them. So if you have a used car, if you're driving around a car, you got a high monthly payment and you're sick of it, go over to Cunis Country right now. They'll get you out of that and into something brand new and save you big money, lower payments. Uh, they're, they're doing incredible things. Check them out, CunisQuincy.com. I'm actually, it was... Just emailing him about a truck that I'm looking at. <laughs> I was like, Jason, you got to hook me up with this truck, man. I, I, this thing's a beaut. Let's make a deal. CunisQuincy.com, uh, CunisQuincy.com. Uh, on the Mark, follow me on Facebook, on the Mark, or Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. That's the best way, actually, uh, to reach out to me and follow me on Twitter and Instagram. And you can send me messages there. Talk about, uh, hey, you want me to talk about something or uh, or you're fascinated about something I was talking about? We can always talk sports on Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Hespen. Okay, so I love this, right? One game in the book. I'm on Twitter last night. If you are follow me on Twitter... I'm tweeting Kyle Hendricks going to win the Cy Young. I'm getting pumped up. This is what we do as fans, right? Fan is short for fanatic. We get hyped up. We overreact to everything in the moment. That's that's how we are as a generation of people now, right? It's the social media, instant gratification, more, 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 instant reaction, instant reaction, instant reaction. So let me take you to what I think you could be overreacting to to this morning, to a Cubs being 1-0 and the Cardinals being 1-0. And, uh, and and really try to ease it out and, and wade through the overreaction, right? So let's start with my Cubbies, and then uh, and then we'll go to the Cardinals. So the Cubs, 
Overreaction, right? The overreaction, I did it myself. Kyle Hendricks, Cy Young, OMG. This is amazing. So that's the first point I want to break down. First off, a Kyle Hendricks is always great at home. And I'm glad Kyle Hendricks is getting his moment to shine. I love Kyle Hendricks, and I do think that if given these moments, and, and like he did in Game 7 of the World Series, this kid is a gamer. And I certainly think he is poised to have a, a Cy Young-type year. What will be interesting to see about Kyle Hendricks this year is he struggles on the road. Now we're going to get a real testing for Kyle Hendricks, right? Does he struggle on the road just because he's not pitching in Wrigley Field? Or does he struggle on the road because of the road crowds and the effect that the crowds have on him? Because if Kyle Hendricks doesn't struggle on the road this year and plays like that all year long or to a level like that, that he plays at home, he will win a Cy Young. He will be in the Cy Young conversation because his home numbers are incredible. But it will let me know as a Cubs fan, wait a minute, we got a guy who lets the crowd get in his head, and that's not a great thing. Uh, so I'm very fascinated to see w- uh, how Kyle Hendricks pitches on the road. Uh, the overreaction, Kyle Hendricks, he did have a Cy Young type of night uh, with the only guy who could hit him was the nine-hole hitter, which was just kind of funny. Uh, how uh, how um, Arcia was the only way three for three. Everyone else, over. Everyone else on the Brewers this morning is batting zero, and Arcia, the shortstop in the nine hole, three for three. He's betting a thousand. Uh, so uh, it's interesting. That's the overreaction, and, and let's calm it down. I like, I love what I saw. I can't. I, I gotta wait to see Kyle Hendricks on the road, and that'll tell me a lot about him. The other thing, the overreaction would be. Chris Bryant sucks as a leadoff hitter. Oh, for four, um, you, you know, just looked a little out of sorts. But the the story behind the story, if you're just looking at the box score, you're panicking, right? This is the box score overreaction. Oh my God, Chris Bryant over oh four is terrible leadoff hitter. Get him out of the leadoff, Rossi. No, no, no. If you watch the game like I did, I watched every pitch. This guy's. This guy could be the leadoff hitter. Uh, he could really do some damage here. The reason, the reason that Woodruff struggled so much, the ace for the the Brewers, is because Chris Bryant in the first two at bats saw over twenty pitches. I think. I mean, he was making Woodruff work, and when you make Woodruff work. And then you got to face Rizzo, Baez, Schwarber. Good luck. Good luck. Chris Bryant could be the MVP with maybe not as great numbers, but be more valuable to the Cubs by just how well he works pitchers in that leadoff spot. So don't overreact to the box score. And you, you look at the box score this morning and say, oh, my God, over four. Bryant sucks. It's the leadoff. Watch the game. Take a breath. I think this could be something real special. All right, let's turn our focus now to the Cardinals, right? Box score. 5-4, Cardinals win. A little shaky there at the end. You're looking at the uh, box score. Wait a minute, wait a minute. They gave up two in the ninth. What was Kim doing there? And and, and I, I certainly, my overreaction, one of them wanted to be with the Cardinals. Oh, Kim, oh, trouble, trouble, trouble. I, I, I'm not too worried about Kim early on here yet. That Pirates lineup is feistier than it looks. Obviously, um, it's a weird way to start the season. It's everyone's got to let's settle in. Uh, but the one thing I do, I would say, if you look at the box score this morning, you're saying to yourself, uh oh, Carpenter, 
Uh-oh. Washed up. Matt Carpenter washed up. Our DH, the, the whole point, like we get the DH now, right? That's supposed to save us. That's supposed to be, that's supposed to be the thing, right? The DH in the NL is supposed to be huge. Carpenter, Ofer, got the walk. And he's coming off of that terrible 2019 season. 34 years old. Is Matt Carpenter washed up? I don't think so. I don't think so. Don't let the box score and the overreaction go. He Good at bats. Uh, Carpenter, it's one game. Uh, now, I, I will say this. It's only 60 games. And the Cardinals, unlike the Cubs, have a lot of young talent who need to get at bats. You know, I was watching the Fox Sports Midwest broadcast last night. They kept talking about, you know, Fowler uh, and 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 and. And these young guys wanting to get the young guys some at bats and get them into the outfield and playing time. That's going to be interesting to watch. So I, I do think the, the seat is a little warm for Matt Carpenter. But I, I listen, I, as a Cubs fan, Matt Carpenter has been a nightmare for me for, for, for seven years. So I'm not going to write Matt Carpenter off. But the box score overreaction this morning could easily be Carpenter's washed up. Bad 2019 is leading into a bad 2020. We don't have time to waste for Carpenter to get his head right, right? I think you have time. Give it a second. Let's watch how it goes today. Let's watch how it goes today. But uh, it's interesting to watch. There you go. Those box score overreaction to the Cubs and Cardinals starting off 1-0. I will say this. I'm very happy the Cubs and the Cardinals are both 1-0. Well, I'm very happy the Cubs are 1-0. Uh, good for the Cardinals. <laughs> um the Reds look tough. It's going to be the Reds. The Reds can score some runs. It's going to be a fun NL Central, man. Top, remember, top two teams, they get in. Got to finish one or two. All right, when we come back, I will play for you an exclusive interview uh, that our uh, Jeff Dorsey did here at Town Square Media on our sister station, Y101. He got an interview with the great Mike Shannon, their buddies. I'm going to play it for you. I listened to it. It's fascinating. You guys got to listen to it. That coming up. Don't go anywhere. Mike Shannon on KHMO coming up. Don't go anywhere. It's on the mark. Brought to you by Cunis Country. News Talk 1070 KHMO. Take us anywhere. Hometown News Talk 1070 KHMO. And the free KHMO mobile app for your smartphone. Hey, Lisa, I've been seeing those pics you post of you and your family at all those fun events. What gives? Oh, VetTix. What's VetTix? VetTix is an amazing charity that gives free event tickets, like concerts, sporting events, and shows, to currently serving military vets and their families, and to the immediate families of troops killed in action. We have extra tickets sometimes. Can I donate them? Yes. Just go to VetTix.org. You can give your extra tickets, and other vets like me can sign up to get them. Great way to give back. And listen, thank you for your service. You've got a lot of clouds at times today with a chance for scattered thunderstorms. Highs around 92, winds out of the south, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Chance for scattered thunderstorms again tonight. Lows of a lot around 73, mainly clear skies. A mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. Chance for scattered thunderstorms. Highs of a lot around 93, right now 82. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. On the Mark is brought to you by Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Over 3,000 new and used vehicles to choose from. If you're in the market for a vehicle, you'd be doing yourself a massive disservice if you don't check out Cunis Country, 221 North 36th Street in Quincy, across from the Village Inn. Faith, family, giving back. That's Cunis Country. Tell them Mark sent you. Go to CunisQuincy.com. I don't want to waste any time. 
Here it is, an amazing interview uh, from our own Jeff Dorsey, who does the morning show, The Big Dog, on Y101, interviewing his friend and Cardinals legend, Mike Shannon. Joining us here on The Morning Show is Mike Shannon, the Cardinal broadcaster. Mike, uh, thanks for spending a little time with us this morning. We appreciate it. Well, it's our pleasure. Thank you. And uh, I know it's a big baseball week as the season's finally going to get underway here this week. That is correct. We play the Pirates Friday night, Saturday afternoon, Sunday afternoon, and uh, away we go. You'll hear the uh, familiar sound, play ball, and uh, that's exactly what they're going to do. It's, it's been cut down to a 60-game schedule, but it's simply uh, – Win every series, two out of three, three out of four, and uh, you'll be a victorious. Yeah, and the best part about it, everybody's in this thing right now, right? That's it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a whole new ball game. There's no doubt about it. It's going to be very, very interesting. I'm looking forward to it probably more than ever now. Yeah, well, when you got a 162-game season, usually the cream rises to the crop. But with 60, anything can happen. So we'll see how it goes here in the next couple of months. There are a few rule changes, too. One of them, I think, is the most intriguing is there's no spit allowed. <laughs> yeah, you can control that, right? <laughs> well, they have all kinds of uh, uh, new innovations, but it's going to really be great because young managers have a chance to uh, change the game and show it off, and uh, the guy gets hot. You know, like I say, when you're hot, you're hot, and when you're not, you're not. It's going to be one of those kind of seasons. Yeah, it really is, and expanded rosters and everything else. I I know when uh, I broadcast Little League Baseball, one of the greatest things I've ever done in my broadcast career years ago, and and when I I would say something, the the little kid, the eight- or nine-year-old kid would look back at me (laughs) while the pitch is being thrown, and I said, this is not going to be good. Now, you're going to be up there in that booth, and they can probably hear what you're saying up there while they're at bat. That doesn't bother me a bit, you know. I I've played the game and uh, and uh, so I know what goes on down there, and I can give you an excuse why a guy missed a play or something. Okay, mm-hmm. took his eye off the ball, and I, and, I, and I never, I never ever second guess. Okay, I always uh, first guess is what I say. I'll give you the options the guy has. Like a manager, I've, I, I don't criticize a manager because I've never managed. Now, I've played, and I've played the outfield, the infield, I've caught. So I've uh, just about every aspect of the game. But it's like uh, when McCarver went to the mound and said something to Gibson, he said, the only thing you know about hitting is tough to hit. And so I don't <laughs> criticize the pictures either <laughs> because I know I, it, it, this is really a difficult, difficult game. And uh, only the uh, Supreme uh, make it. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? And they make it look easy, too. And that's that's why it's so yeah. hard for people to understand what you just said. They look so darn easy. It looks like I can grab a bat and get out and hit that myself, you know? But, you know, it's funny. I got on the elevator at the ballpark yesterday, and there were some players there, and they were coming down from watching it from upstairs. I said, a lot of room out there, isn't there, boys? That's the first thing I noticed when I went from the field to the broadcast booth, how much room there was out in the field. I, Holy mackerel, when you're at the plate, it looks like there's 15 people out there, not nine mm-hmm. or eight. Yeah, and I, and I know you have like the thirty, forty thousand people at the ballpark. It, the the ambiance is, is one one thing, but a lot of these ball players, all of them really, uh, grew up playing baseball in front of limited crowds out there. So nothing really has changed for them, basically, right? No, I I don't think you're going to see much change at all. The game's still, uh, you know, the pitcher's mound is sixty six and a six, you know, away. The bases are ninety feet away, and not much is going to change at all. You still have to hit. You have to. Uh, catch it and you have to throw it, period. Yeah. Well, I'm going to miss the the, uh, the days 
of uh, Whitey Herzog and the Earl Weavers <laughs> yelling at the umpires because we could really hear everything now if that was going on. <laughs> well, sometimes there's a lot of stuff that goes on down there you don't want to hear. <laughs> That's probably true, too. Uh, but I, you, you, you are correct about managers and uh, umpires. Let me tell you something, and it's funny, and I've said this on the air before, but uh, the uh, Major League Baseball makes up the rules, and they get approval by the players' union, and okay, they take something out and put something in, and then they hand it over to the umpires, and the umpires run the game. Yep. <laughs> not the players, not Major League Baseball, but the umpires run the game. Yeah, they do. And the game, the rules are changed a little bit here with the, the new situation. There's going to be a DH now in the National League. That's different, obviously. Well, it's going to help a lot of people, and I'll tell you what, it's going to be very, very hard to uh, vote it down from here on out. You know, they say the, the first time it was voted on, there was one guy left to uh, to relieve himself, and if he was, if he would have been in there, uh, they would have had it in the National League a long time ago. So yeah. it's going to be interesting to see how that phased in and phased out. I know one guy that uh, did the same thing when he left the roulette table, and somebody took advantage of it too. <laughs> <laughs> it happens once in a while. That's, a, that's the way it goes, Jeff. <laughs> 20, is a, 20 is a great number, but it's on Lou back's block. Uh, I guarantee you, it's on Lou's back, then it's really a good number. Well, it wasn't a great number for me that day until I left the table, and then you end up winning on it. <laughs> hey, somebody has to take advantage. <laughs> oh, boy. So great stories, though, that's for sure. And putting a guy on second base to start the 10th inning, what is your thought on that? Well, you cheapen the game when you do that. But I was at the ballpark the other day, and I guarantee you one thing, it changes the business. There's no doubt about it. Oh, yeah. You know, if you want to speed the game up, you don't have to put a guy at second base. Just call strikes. That'll speed it up. Yeah. You can put the ball in play. I agree that's with my, you. That's my idea of it anyway. Yeah, I've always thought if they expanded the strike zone, the game would be quicker than ever. No swing. doubt about it. Make them swing the bat, that's, that's all. Right. Mike, it's been a pleasure. I know you're busy. I wish you well with the season ahead. We're looking forward to hearing you broadcast the games on KHMO this season again, along with John Rooney and Mike Claiborne. So uh, the best of luck with the season ahead, okay? All right. We start uh, on a Friday night. We start against the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, uh, so uh, it's going to be a, a really great start for the Cardinals, I think. And it's going to be a fun year. Well, we're looking forward to it. It's, it's long overdue. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> All right, Jeff. Thank you. All right, Mike. Take care, buddy. There you go, Jeff Dorsey with Mike Shannon. I, he, hey, he got him right there. Off to a hot start. The Cardinals already 1-0. When we come back, uh, we're going to wrap up with uh, five quick stories, quick hitters that we got to talk about here in like five minutes. So stick around. It's On the Mark on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. You've got a lot of... Hi, I'm Marion Platt. Welcome to Heartbeat. Posting on social media should come with a warning. Post at your own risk. We have to be mindful of the fact that when we post something, it can't be taken back or deleted. It's just out there. Good or bad, right or wrong, you own it. Our thoughts and our opinions have the potential of being shared with countless people. I'm glad that in Christ, my faults and failures can be taken back, deleted, washed away. All of us have said or done things that we're not proud of. But God said that if we ask him, he will cast our sins as far as the east is from the west. Unlike social media, aren't you glad that with God, you can always take it back? Heartbeat is brought to you by the Salvation Army. 
Hey folks, this is Robert Carey inviting you to join Mary, Rudy, and me each Sunday as we talk to travel newsmakers, share insider tips, and experience the world of travel together on your RM World Travel Connection. 9 to 11 on KHMO and KHMORadio.com. We're KHMO and the KHMO mobile app. Welcome on back to On the Mark here on News Talk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app brought to you by the great people of Cunis Country Honda Hyundai. Their complimentary lifetime powertrain warranty, faith family giving back. Go see them today. They are doing amazing things, paying two to five thousand dollars over Kelly Blue Book prices for your trade-ins. Two two uh two twenty-one North Thirty Sixth Street in Quincy, two twenty-one North Thirty Sixth Street in Quincy. Go to CunisQuincy.com. Cunis Country, Faith Family Giving Back. As always, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Mark Hespen, M-A-R-K-H-E-S-P-E-N. You can uh chat with me there or Send me a message to the On The Mark Facebook page. Just search On The Mark on Facebook. All right. So I got a, I got like four minutes, and I got like five stories. So we're going to do some real quick hitters here as uh, sports back. So we uh, got a lot to talk about here. First off, I want to start with Yachty and Marlene. Yachty. Yachty Molina at 38 years old. I mean, this guy is incredible. First ballot Hall of Famer, in my opinion. With his start last night, it's his 16th consecutive opening day for the Cardinals. He'll break. He just broke. Ray, a record held by Ray Schlack and Bill Dickey of the most opening days, uh, starting, uh, for the Cardinals. I, I mean, Yachty is a first ballot guy. Any, any young kid out there watching baseball, and if you're, even if you're not wanting to be a catcher, watch Yachty and Merlina. I mean, it drives me crazy as a Cubs fan, but you gotta give credit where it's due. I also want to, uh, introduce you to the name of Alyssa Nacken. Alyssa Nacken. You should know her. She's the first woman to coach in an on-field capacity during an MLB game. She works for the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, she took over as base, first base coach Monday night in the uh, in the scrimmage game for the Giants. She's on the Giants staff. Uh, it's an incredible story. Uh, I love it. I love to see uh, women getting their opportunity in these sports. Uh, if not to play, to manage, to coach. Uh, congrats to Alyssa Necken. Congrats to the San Francisco Giants for finding her and putting her on the staff and hiring a qualified candidate. Uh, for all you girls out there listening and the moms and the, and the, and, and anyone with daughters, you can accomplish these things. Might take an organization like them giving you that first chance, but hopefully this breaks down that barrier. Congrats to Alyssa Nacken. That's just awesome. Uh, the other thing, obviously, Chiefs guard, this is huge, uh, Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Uh, he comes out and saying he will not be playing football this year. That is a huge loss for the Kansas City Chiefs offensive line. He is giving up his $2.75 million and taking the $150,000 uh, salary from the NFL's opt-out deal for just this year. Uh, he said in a statement, uh, he's obviously a doctor. He's been working at a COVID uh, uh, place in Canada. And uh, he says he can't uh, run the risk of playing the game he loves but possibly spreading the disease. He is going to stay and fight this pandemic in his home country. And uh, I wish him nothing but the best. Stay safe. Be well. And, uh, I, I mean, you could already argue he deserves to be the Walter Payton Man of the Year. I mean, it's just incredible. Uh, but it's a big, big loss for the Chiefs' offensive line. Mike Tyson! In a completely different story, we'll be fighting on September 12th, and I will be watching. I know this is gimmicky, it's crazy, but the workout videos he keeps posting, I mean, the guy looks like he's in the best shape of his life. It's incredible. 
and he's getting his life together. And it's a great kind of redemption comeback story for him, fighting Roy Jones Jr. Uh, be excited for that. Uh, what to watch for today? The Cubs, 12.05 on Fox, take on the Brewers. Cards right here on KHMO, one fifteen against the Pirates. And one little last nugget for everyone. Not only was Kyle Hendricks really good last night for the Cubs, he was historic. Nine plus strikeout, no walk, shutout, and an opening day start since 1901. Kyle Hendricks, some guy named Chris Short in 1968, and a guy named Bob Gibson in 1967. Making history already. God, I love the baseball's back. That's going to do it for me. That's on the mark here on Newstalk 1070 KHMO and the KHMO app. Tune in.